This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dotino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one Giant Giants steps. All right, it's one giant step, and thank you for taking one giant step with us. I'm your host, Sean Morash, where you can follow me on Twitter at MorazCBS. The NFL draft is in the books. And of course, one giant step before we get into all the draft picks will continue on as the schedule release is still to come. We look ahead to mini camps, training camps. Uh, and whatnot, you're going to want to download, subscribe. Anytime we drop a new episode, Giant News is out there at One Giant Step. Check us out free on the Odyssey app. Anywhere podcasts are available, check us out on YouTube, WFN's YouTube page as well. But download, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Every time we pop up a new episode as we approach the season and throughout this offseason, you want to keep in touch with Giant News, we got you. Hit download, subscribe, check us out there. Much appreciated. Again, I mentioned you can follow me on Twitter at MirazCBS. All right, going to be a little bit of a different type of episode because we are going to be recapping what the Giants did in the draft. Me, baby. You get a lot of me. No guests, just me churning out the picks. By the way, I did talk to Paul, who was with us, obviously, during the season and whatnot. He is super excited, Paul Dottino, his, about what the Giants did in the draft. And I think we all should be, too. So, Let's just get right to it. We will have some thoughts on the day three picks in a little bit here, but let's start off with the overall arching theme, at least for the first three picks of the Giants draft, is this. It is going to be very cliche for anybody out there who covers a team, is a fan of a team, to say they love a draft. Wow, I love what what we did here. Because anytime you draft new players into what you have as a roster, your expectation is that your front office got it right, and that your front office either address grabbing a big player or, you know, whatever, hit on a need. And with that, we all know they're draft failures. It's not like all 200-plus guys drafted over the last three days are going to be awesome players in the NFL. Some guys will work out. Uh, you can kind of try to pinpoint at least early in the rounds, early rounds, who you think is going to be really good. And then there'll be plenty of people that don't. And we'll get to the dart throws later on as well. But 
for the most part. Depending on who you trust, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, uh, Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports. There are so many of these draft analysts now, Todd McShay, Lewis Riddick, that get so knee-deep in this stuff, Charles Davis, and they study and study and study. And there will be disagreements on players, as there always is amongst these. But if you go up and down, I'm taping this on a Sunday, you might be listening to this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, trying to get your draft recap. It almost feels unanimous that the Giants feel like on paper they're one of the true winners of the draft. In fact, many might say that they are one or two with the Philadelphia Eagles, who, of course, as you're trying to chase down the Eagles, shocker, shocker, they get really good and still stay getting really good. Warren Sharp had tweeted out that analytically, if you look at value per pick, the Giants were just flat out number one above everybody else in the way the board fell to them. And I think that the reason for this is simple. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Giants had three enormous needs. They needed a deep threat, big play wide receiver. They needed an outside boundary cornerback. I mean, remember what happened? We talked about it on one giant step all year when Adore Jackson went down. They needed a, a number two there. And we'll see the development of Cordell Flott and Aaron Robinson. But now less pressure on those guys. And they needed a starting center. They let Nick Gates and John Feliciano walk out the door. Ben Bredesen, Shane Lemieux. We talked about Ryan Dunleavy last week were guys that, you know, the Giants would have you think they were prepared to go with, but can they really do it? And if you went through those three needs and you went through best player available and you just went through mock draft after mock draft after mock draft, which isn't an exact science, those things are more for fun, you saw three names in some variety all mocked to the Giants in the first round. John Michael Schmitz, Jalen Hyatt, Deontay Banks. Now, what if after reading all of these mock drafts and studying all the Giants' needs, I told you, hey, the Giants are only going to use one first-round pick, and you're going to wake up on Sunday morning, April 30th, and enter May, and the Giants are going to have Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, and Jalen Hyatt all on the team? You would say, how is that possible? It's impossible. But that is the way the board shook out for the Giants and their aggressiveness, and having those 10 draft picks, including part of that Kadarius-Tony trade, has absolutely worked out. The Giants end up using a first, second, and third round pick on all three of those guys, and it, it's almost unfathomable how this happened. So let's start with night number one. Deontay Banks, cornerback, Maryland. You saw the excitement on Wink Martindale's. He was basically bear-hugging Joe Shane when Deontay Banks was drafted by the Giants. Now, I, for one, will tell you I never expected Joey Porter to slide. He ends up sliding into the first pick of the second round where the Steelers take him. 
As I saw Porter begin to slide, to me it felt like a no-brainer that that's where the Giants should go. But clearly, Deontay Banks was the guy they circled because it's also about the skill set and playing in Wink Martindale's defense. He's one of the freak athletes of the draft. And corners will struggle unless your name is Sauce Gardner in their rookie year. So I'm sure he will have his bumps. But they he should have the athletic skill set to be the number two corner on the Giants this year. Okay, maybe he'll gamble. That's some of his weaknesses. When he gambles, he gets beat bad. But overall, his athleticism should help him shine. And I think Wink Martindale will put him into a position to succeed. And now suddenly you look at the giant cornerback room. Okay, Deontay Banks and Adoree Jackson, your day one starters. You feel pretty good. You'll deal with the growing pains. Cordell Flott, you spent the third round pick on last year. Aaron Robinson the year before, different regime, coming back off injury. Do they keep Darnay Holmes? I mean, do they keep Darius Williams? Suddenly now the corner room feels deeper because you took a corner in the first round. So that feels feels like a slam dunk. But when round two happens, I think there was some thought, and there was a lot of discussion all day on Friday. I know I had it with plenty of friends. I, I follow the giant stuff on social media, Big Blue Interactive. I saw you guys all chatting it up, all of our great listeners. Where do the Giants go in round two? Will it have to be wide receiver? with names like Cedric Tillman and, and, and Jalen Hyatt out there, um, Josh Downs out there, will it have to be center? Tipman and, and Schmidt, neither of them went in the first round. So that was a big fight between Giant Finch. It felt like it had to be one of them, and I probably would have been good with either, but my lean was center. And as the pick started to come in, some surprising names go, and then the Jets take Tipman out of Wisconsin to center, meaning only one of the big two centers was left, and that was John Michael Schmitz. And I thought to myself, geez, did the Giants trade up again to secure this? They don't. They sit and they wait, and picks keep coming. And then they get to 57, and a couple of those receivers are still there, and there's John Michael Schmitz, and the Giants run the card up, and they get their center. He is not going to be an athletic pulling-type center he is an anchor down in the middle of that line is John Michael Schmidt center out of Minnesota. And why I thought that should be the pick in round two and why I believe the Giants thought it should be is you don't want to react to what other teams around you are doing, but let's be real. I mean, the Giants got eaten alive in the interior of the line, especially when they play a team like Philadelphia, who, oh, by the way, now as Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis eating the middle of the line, when the Giants lost – it was so much of their offense was just destroyed in the middle of that line. Now, you hope that Josh Azudu could step up as a guard. Ben Bredesen, you could take the next step. Mark Lewinsky, you probably stuck with for another year. But when you think about the whole key to next year, and we'll get to this as one giant step goes on in the offseason, might be Evan Neal at right tackle. Andrew Thomas is one of the best left tackles in football, and that was the guy you knew you had. Now, two offseasons into Joe Shane's reign, he has drafted Evan Neal in the first round as a right tackle. He's drafted John Michael Schmitz this year as a center. Last year, he spent the third rounder on Josh Azudu. Those guys should be three starters on your line this year. That's turning over an offensive line, which was the biggest bugaboo during the whole Dave Gettleman era and towards the end of Jerry Reese's era. The Giants couldn't figure out this whole line situation. Now you feel great about it, or at least the promise of it. They get a true anchor-type center. I mean, this is where the Eagles succeeded in getting Landon Dickinson in the second round a couple of years ago. They're building a team that way. Okay. Round three comes around. You're sitting there like I am. I had uh, gone out to dinner a little earlier, pre-draft, pre-the Giants pick with my family. I got a belly full of soprasat and some truffolini sauce, some good pasta I had. The old unbutton in the pants, remote in the hand, uh, going around the hockey, the baseball, and of course, watching the draft. I look up, and it was one of those things where I'd missed the first couple picks of the second round live. Like, wow, Jalen Hyatt's still there? Cedric Tillman, wide receiver of Tennessee, they're still there? 
how what is going on with this draft? I mean, it, it, you know, of course, when the Lions are using the 12th overall pick on a running back, things can alter. What is going on with this draft? Why are these guys falling? And then round three comes around. And out of nowhere, you get the alert. The Giants have traded up. They trade up with the Rams, give up their fourth round pick the Giants do, plus flop their threes, and the Giants select Jalen Hyatt. Wow. My that was immediately my reaction was wow. And right now, before we get into what exactly transpired, I've read Mel Kuyper said between Jalen Hyatt, John Michael Schmitz, and Deontay Banks, three of his top 46 prospects. Daniel Jeremiah, three of his top 50 prospects. You're talking about a guy you drafted in the 80s. A lot of these people who study this film will tell you teams might reach. They might feel like they panic and grab an offensive lineman when they don't need one. Maybe a quarterback reach situation. That's how, you know, the top players get altered here. But the Giants end up with potentially three of the top 50 players in the draft. And they didn't have a high pick like they had in past years. They're drafting at 25, trading up to 24. That's borderline incredible. Now, why did Jalen Hyatt fall? As we talk about Jalen Hyatt. He had an enormous game versus Alabama, five touchdowns. He is a flat speed burner. He gets behind defenses. He could play in the slot. He's played a lot in the slot. He could also play outside. He takes a top off a of defense, but he's more or less a straight line runner or basically a slant off the line runner, gets behind a D-back, catches ball, runs for the end zone. Eight of his touchdowns were 50 yards or plus. Geez, you think the Giants could use some of that? He actually has a lot of Deshaun Jackson in him as far as the wide receiver position goes, and I know that's a name that makes us throw up as Giant fans, but hey, newsflash, kind of guy the Giants could use. And this is what makes me feel better about Jalen Hyatt coming to the New York Giants more than anything, because that seems to be the one lightning rod where people are almost amazed that he fell to the third round, but want to ask, well, how could a guy like that fall to the third round? Brian... Dable, the story comes out. Brian Dable, not Joe Shane, the GM. Brian Dable, the head coach, picks up the phone and calls Sean McVay after they make the choice on John Michael Schmitz. Jalen Hyatt starts early th third round. Dable has this relationship with McVay. Hey, can we make something happen here? And the Rams, who I thought, I know this ain't a Rams podcast, had a horrendous draft. Newsflash, they take the fourth rounder they got for the Giants and spend it on Stetson Bennett. Are you kidding me? Made me feel even better about the Giants giving up their fourth. Sean McVay says, yeah, just give us your fourth. We'll flip our threes. What? This Ram team was Cooper Cup coming off an ACL injury. Allen Robinson didn't work out. They couldn't use the wide receiver play. It feels like the Rams are just this poorly run organization now. But Brian Dable thought it was important enough, our offensive-minded head coach, to get Jalen Hyatt on this team that he initiated the trade talks. That tells me all I need to know for two things. First of all, the idea that our general manager and coach could be that much in lockstep that the GM doesn't feel like he has his toes stepped on him at all, at all. Doesn't feel like he has his toes stepped on at all by the head coach making that call. They are so in lockstep with each other that Shane allowed Dable to make that call. Dable executes the trade. And for all the flaws that Jalen Hyatt's game might have, the fact that that offensive minded head coach thought it was important enough that he make the phone call to make sure the Giants drafted high tells me all I need to know. He thinks he could use him in a big way. They get Wink Martindale, the corner he wanted in round one. They get Dable and Kafka, the receiver they wanted in round three. And I don't know when Jalen Hyatt will be a starter. It may not be week one. Maybe it's late October as he tries to learn the playbook. Because, again, you want to get him more nuanced as a route runner. But you look at this giant team last year, and we talked about all of the problems with the weapons and how unfair it was to judge Daniel Jones. 
They took the Kadarius Tony trade and turned that third round pick into Darren Waller. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now with all those picks they accumulated in the back end, they felt comfortable enough moving up twice to get themselves a starting corner and to get themselves a, a burner on offense in Jalen Hyatt. This team now has a guy who could flat out game plan for, take a top off the defense, even if he is a one-trick pony in Hyatt. They have Darren Waller could also go deep. That's going to soften everything for the run game with Saquon Barkley, and we'll get to more on the run game in just a moment. And to hopefully improve that interior presence on the offensive line with John Michael Schmitz, have him you know, basically have that great relationship with Daniel Jones and be an anchor in the middle, make him feel more comfortable with the middle pressure. I, I don't know how you wake up today on Sunday, Monday, too, whenever you're listening to this and aren't smiling year to year going, oh, my goodness, things have really changed for the Giants, really, really changed. Their general manager is now playing chess while the other ones are playing checkers. I mean, Bill Belichick has taken kickers and punters to spend two of his picks on, on draft picks like that. 49ers, as well run as they are. I mean, what are they doing taking a kick early? The Jets in round one watch the four offensive linemen go in front of them. And it's almost like they don't know what to do. The Lions are doing the electric boogaloo for drafting a uh, running back 12th overall. It was so refreshing to watch these other war rooms and go, wow, what are they doing? And know that the Giants suddenly feel like one of the most well-run organizations in football. And this draft, I think, rubber stamped that. Now, could Banks, Hyde, and Schmitz all turn out to be busts? Well, of course, that's part of the NFL, right? I mean, guys you think are going to be great sometimes always aren't. But even if Hyatt doesn't work out, you got to feel good about taking the corner first round, center, second round. But if he does work out, I mean, this is the kind of stuff, you know, you could hear the DVD or the digital download play, you know, when the Giants eventually win a Super Bowl. You know, it all began to change. Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Wondell Robinson. Think about what they've done here. Think about what Joe Shane has done and Brian Dable. Their wide receiver room now has Isaiah Hodgins off the scrap heap, Jalen Hyde as a draft pick. Added Darren Waller, added Daniel Bellinger to the tight end room. Sender, uh, uh, Josh Azudu, hopefully you think, becomes a guard. John Michael Schmitz at center. Evan Neal at right tackle. I mean, the roster turnover is incredible what they've done. It's incredible in two years. So I'm really flying high about that. I thought what Brian Dable did was just uh, otherworldly. I thought it was otherworldly. Now, let's transition to day three of the New York Giants draft. And I like to call this the dart throwing portion of the program. And I think if the Giants are, you know, they take those first three picks, you basically take anything you can out of day, day three as lottery tickets. We knew, and Ryan Dunleavy had told us on one giant step last week, that the Giants had told Saquon Barkley their intention was to take a running back, and they should. They absolutely should. They have Matt Breida on this team. They have Josh Corbin. They stashed all year. But we see all the time that day three running backs could succeed in the NFL. We saw it at its pinnacle with Ahmad Bradshaw. They take Eric Gray, 172. Um, I think it was Mel Kuyper who called. It was Mel Kuyper, potentially the steal of day three. He isn't a breakaway running back, but he is the kind of running back he could be a bit of a bruiser. Does remind you a little bit of a smaller Brandon Jacobs in many ways. Um, 
it's just this is the kind of thing the Giants need a little change of pace. And let's face it, they can't run Barkley into the ground. He got banged up during that second stint in the second half last year. So getting an Eric Gray, I think he's going to make the team. So I think that's the best dart throw of the day. Here's where I thought things were kind of wonky for the Giants. They take Hawkins and they take a safety, Javarius Owens, both late, six, seventh round picks. All right. They've already invested in Devontae Banks or Deontay Banks. Yeah, all right, you need two more D-backs. You want to add more competition to the safety room with Owens? I guess that's fine. I don't know where Hawkins fits unless he's primarily a special teamer. My only thought from that point forward is, are Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown's jobs in jeopardy as aces on special teams? Because those feel like totally you don't expect them to contribute at all scenarios at corner or safety, but maybe you don't normally do that with a sixth or seventh round pick, and I'm getting too far ahead of myself. And they also take a, a defensive tackle who feels like it's going to be uh, a Davidson type pick. But in the end, this draft is going to be judged on those first three picks. It is judged on Banks, it's judged on Schmitz, and it is judged on Jalen Hyatt. And the Giants absolutely feel like they nailed great value in there. And then you just take your darts where you throw them late. And if the only guy in day three that ends up panning out is the running back, okay, then so be it. Shocker, most teams don't have seven guys completely become pro bowlers. Now, you'd like them all to contribute. The Giants have seen Super Bowl runs where even if it's for a year or two, some of these guys have big plays even on special teams. But I didn't overly walk away drooling about day three. But that could be a combination of it's hard to drool over day three and also, you know, the the high of what the Giants have done Thursday or Friday night. So overall, it's go time now. It's go time. And uh, I'm going to have a guest on later on the week. It might even be Paul uh, to chop up where the Giant roster is at now. Kind of look ahead, maybe touch on some of these undrafted free agents, and we can kind of get a good idea of, barring injury, what we think the Giant 53 will look like. And are the Giants any closer to being able to compete and beat teams like the Eagles, the 49ers, and boy, oh boy, the Dallas Cowboys, too? So I personally am excited. Remember, keep one giant step in your mind. The football season doesn't end now with the draft, now it gets to be the fun stuff, right? We look ahead, we get to dream a little bit. Now it becomes dream time in football dream a little bit of what's ahead and that's exactly what we will do at one giant step the schedule is due to be released maybe at some point this week if not the week after we get to kind of map out some road trips as well so remember download subscribe to one giant step everywhere podcasts are available and we will continue to bring you great coverage throughout the offseason guests coming up will probably drop an episode friday morning that's the plan right now I am Sean Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at MorazCBS. Thanks to producer James. Thanks to everybody. Let's go, Big Blue. Take one giant step with us.